0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me. Mr. Rubs on the other side of the glass. And Dr. Jenkins is on the news line. Uh, we're going to start out with an interview with a very busy man these days. Dr. Carl Jenkins is on the line. Of course, he's a dentist. You know him as Smiles by Jenkins. Master of the Academy of General Dentistry and uh, one of the most learned... And current, Dennis, uh, in our Valley. So good morning, sir. Thanks for checking in today.
2: Good morning, Mark. Thanks for uh, giving me some time to, to talk to your listeners.
1: And Penn State Blue Band member for life. I buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get that in William, that's Alumni that's Blue that's Band that's member that's
2: for life. You only get what? you know, a few years while you're there to do the real thing.
1: Well, that's important, though, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay,
1: yeah. so let's talk about dentistry today. What are the current guidelines as they relate to dentistry? What can you do? You still don't have a green light in your office. Well, are you open at this point? And well, for yes, what?
2: we are open and uh, and extremely busy. Uh, you know, um, you can put off dental problems for, for a little while, and, you know, I think it was appropriate when this first, the whole thing started for us to be, closed and, and, and figure out what's going on with COVID-19. Uh, but the dental problems just keep mounting and small cavities become larger and deeper, start invading nerves, start becoming painful. Uh, painful problems lead to teeth that need to be taken out. Uh, teeth taken out and be, you know, need to be replaced. And so these, these problems just keep, uh, keep mounting for our patients, uh, regardless of COVID-19. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the, the phone is ringing like crazy. Uh, we are allowed to see patients uh, as of May 8th. Uh, the governor removed prohibition on elective, i.e., non-urgent and non-emergent dental procedures, uh, end quote, from the uh, revised guidance. Um, the, the, the guidelines go on to get pretty muddy from there. Uh, but, uh, the, the other good thing in those guidelines is that as the dentist, I'm allowed to consult with my patient and together we decide what a- appropriate treatment is.
3: Dr. Jenkins, you said initially that you thought it made sense uh, for them to pull back on dentistry while they got some feel for what COVID-19 was, but should they have let it go on as long as they did? I mean, I, I, having been through some dental wars myself, I can honestly say there's very few things as important to your good health as dentistry and making sure that your teeth are in good shape. You know, did it exacerbate a lot of problems for your patients?
2: Well, you know, that's, that's water under the bridge. And, you know, we are where we are. Uh, you know, I, we haven't faced a pandemic like this in a hundred years. So, uh, here we are. We have to go, uh, you know, go forward. It doesn't do me much good to look back. So with, that's perhaps something for us to discuss in the weeks and months to come. But, uh, but as of right now, yeah, we're, we're seeing patients with increasing degrees of, of problems. There's, there's no lack of, uh, Uh, things for us to do taking care of patients that have, uh, pain and infection and, uh, problems for which, uh, if we don't treat them, irreparable harm will, will be caused. And so that's where we're at right now, trying to, uh, uh, reduce irreparable harm. I will say that, you know, that's a directive, uh, that's in writing and uh, so I'm trying to meet that standard and as I face each patient that I'm, I'm treating, uh, I have to admit it feels pretty good at the end of the day when we've completed treatment and we're using all the proper PPE uh, and things and, and, and safety is job one. But when we're done, we know that we've, we've helped somebody that's truly in need and that what we've done for them is saving them from irreparable harm. I always do that day in and day out, but now we're just thinking about it a lot more.
3: How about your patients? Are they um, taking any special precautions before they come to you? Anything that we should be aware of that if we're going to a dentist we should do before we get there under these guidelines?
2: Yes, absolutely. So uh, we are doing a great deal of screening uh, before the patient comes in, so uh, there's guidelines that have been put out by American Dental Association and we're using those uh, to screen for symptoms of COVID. We're taking temperatures, uh, we're doing that before we uh, appoint the patient and then again when they arrive at our office going through those questions again and uh, taking temperatures uh, so that we can do the very best that we can do to make sure that we're uh, treating patients that are healthy, uh, for our own safety and for the safety of others, uh, thankfully, we're also you know uh, kind of spacing things out, asking uh, patients not to bring uh, extra family member that in the past they might have you know for uh, for moral support uh, we're asking that we keep things uh, uh, the number of people in the office to a minimum.
1: can you do a routine cleaning?
2: Yep, Mark, uh, that is a, a phrase that uh, Secretary Levine has used. Um, never in my training have I b- ever been uh, taught what a, quote, routine cleaning is. <laughs> uh, and Jeez. so that's where we get down into the mud of all this thing. You have a written document, and then you have all these verbal uh, statements. Uh, and I try to keep up with the things that Secretary Levine is saying, but, you know, uh, I have to admit, I can't. I can't be there and watch every uh, every news conference. Uh she's used that term uh over and over again that there should be no routine cleanings. I think the other day she said there should be no routine cleanings until an areas in the green. Prior to that, uh there was no connection in dentistry by the Department of Health between red, yellow, green, which I felt was appropriate, but now she's made that connection verbally. So, uh what is a routine cleaning? Uh, Somebody who has never had a cavity doesn't have any uh, gum infection or anything. I guess we could call that a routine cleaning. So, so yeah, we are trying to uh, avoid those things. Uh, for everyone else, we're we're assessing uh, and using that standard of if is it would it cause irreversible harm if. Uh, we don't treat that patient. And certainly there are patients, uh, that have infection, periodontal disease, that if they, uh, are not treated, there will definitely be irreversible harm. There will be loss of gum attachment, loss of bone. Uh, and, you know, the, the question is how long? How long does this go on? Uh, being, you know, closed for, uh, you know, five, six weeks, a couple months, uh, perhaps that's not an issue, but, uh, you know, three months, six months, uh, that starts to cause irreparable harm.
3: Well, actually, the whole part, point of a dental examination is to identify problems before they become problems, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. You're, you you just hit the nail on the head, and that's the problem. Uh, you know, we, we don't have a divining rod to you know to look into our schedule and say well this patient's having a problem this one isn't The next one isn't uh... if the patient isn't coming in to be seen uh... for that examination and cleaning and i'll tell you one of the things that is just huge in this area uh... patients should be aware with age and with medications. I see so many patients with dry mouth issues and over and over again I see patients that are routine patients of mine that do everything we ask them to do come for the routine cleanings, and all of a sudden they pop up for the next one and they've just got a huge huge area of decay to the point the tooth needs to be removed and it's very frustrating for me as a dentist because you know, I think I should be able to take care of people and not let that happen. And yet the biology says otherwise. Uh, when, when you have a dry mouth, you lose the protection of saliva. Uh, normally it protects against this decay from developing, and it can develop very quickly. And it develops for some odd reason below the gum line where it's very hard for us to see. I've seen a number of these uh, since we've opened back up, uh, one of them is a, a long-standing patient that I was just, uh, really, really surprised to see it happen. Others have been emergencies coming in the door. Um, but your point is, is right on the mark, no pun intended, that, you know, without patients coming, uh, to see us for those, examinations uh, routinely and regularly, we're going to be missing these things and that will lead to the irreparable harm that we want to avoid.
1: Now you mentioned you're using PPE now. It's been difficult for healthcare providers to find that in an institutional setting so I would think even harder on an individual basis where you're trying to find a sufficient amount for you and your staff. Have you had difficulty getting sufficient amounts of protective clothing?
2: Yes, we, we absolutely have. Uh, some people, you know, we've been going to, uh, all kinds of great lengths for, uh, for protective clothing. Uh, there's a company in Williamsport I was able to, uh, uh, work with to have some, uh, uh, special gowns made and, and those are coming. So we're, we're, you know, I should mention that, you know, all of these things that we do for protection, uh, we we've done well for decades since the uh, 80s when i was first in training uh, that was when the aids epidemic was starting and dentistry has been on the forefront of this and in our private dental offices we've we've done this well uh, for decades uh, we're doing all those things still plus a little bit more so uh you know i think dentistry leads the way in infection control with with uh, all due respect to uh uh other colleagues uh you know uh when you walk into our office uh you're you're seeing us in masks and face shields and and uh, hair coverings these uh, the face shields and hair coverings are new but all of these other things we've always do disinfecting surfaces of course autoclaving instruments all of these things uh that we've always done and and you know we've been healthy as practitioners you know with other viruses uh that have been around forever forever covid is new um, but uh to get back to the issue of PPE yes we're having problems and uh other states i think are doing a better job quite frankly than pennsylvania california is an example is distributing ppe directly to dental offices uh in Pennsylvania, we've been kind of uh, put at the bottom of the list. We're, we're the unwanted stepchild, I guess, of medicine that way. Uh, and what's unfair about that is that, you know, we do have patients that need to be seen, and I need to be doing the best I can to protect my staff, uh, especially myself, of course, as well.
3: There are many people, doctor, who are concerned about this virus and actually are going above and beyond what's required, and others are kind of just taking it rather cavalierly. If you have a patient out there who is concerned about exposure to the virus yet has some kind of dental issue that they should be seen by, what, what recommendation would you make to them? I mean, how do you, can you call their fears or, or are their fears justified?
2: Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, I would say to that person, um, call us let's talk about your specific, you know, uh, issue. Uh, Let's decide. And, you know, we are, we're doing that as part of our screening. Uh, You know, one of the questions is, you know, hey, what's your age? Uh, Is is this, you know, uh, appointment appropriate for you today? or should we put it off for three months or six months? So we're already you know, doing those things as part of our screening. Uh, but for patients that have a dental issue uh, to calm their fears, they should know that we are going over and above uh, to protect them and uh, quite frankly, I think that the risk is is greater to our uh, to the dental community, the dental providers, than it is to the patient walking into the office. You're not walking into an office that has um, a large number of people uh, that are here at any one time, and we don't have a large number of people passing through at any one time. And on top of that, we are doing all the disinfecting of surfaces. Um, Not only in our clinical areas, but in our non clinical and our reception areas, we're doing our best to keep patients separated. slowing the pace a little bit, making sure that uh, as patients are being dismissed, they're, 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 we're doing that at one time, and one patient at a time, keeping social distancing. So I think that the risk of, of coming to a dental office is, is quite low for the patient. Um, we're doing the best that we can to make sure that we stay safe with the appropriate PPE and all of those things uh, and, and appropriate screening. But for the patient, uh, the, the risk is in my opinion, very low.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time. I know yes, we uh, jammed ourselves in between appointments today, so thank you. Keep <laughs> in touch. We <laughs> hope to talk again. Uh, make an appointment to talk with us next month, <laughs> and we'll see if we can get in, not for a cleaning, but for another chat. So, hey,
2: The pleasure is mine. You guys just do a great job. Thank you for our, all the questions you're getting uh, asked uh, of um Dr. Levine, hey, I, I was up to uh, State College. My son's going to be going up there to Penn State uh, this fall and back, and, and we still have uh, uh, restrooms closed on Interstate 80. What's going on with that? Oh my I'll, gosh. I'll give you that assignment. Let's let's figure that one out.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought they opened those back up, but yeah, uh, did too. yeah they
2: didn't o- open all of them. So
1: <laughs> is there a job, John? I'll give you that assignment. <laughs> gentlemen. All right, we're on it. We'll check it out. Thank you so much, Dr. Jenkins. Thanks for checking in today. Yeah, thank you, Doctor. Appreciate Thank you, it. Best. All right. Take Do- care. Dr. Carl Jenkins, Watsontown.
3: governor doesn't listen to us, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, either does... Uh, um, Dr. Right. neither Right. No, none of those. But Dr. Jenkins does listen to us, at least, uh, to hear our invitation. So we're glad he called in Smiles by Jenkins, the business up in Watsontown. He's a master of the Academy of General Dentistry as well. Smilesbyjenkins.com, I guess, if you want to correspond via electronically. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, we will open up the phones. we got a text and an email, so we'll read those. We would very much love to hear from you during the open phone segment of our show. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwk.com or text us at 70236. Welcome back to WKOK okay, Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Rob Center. Fabulouser than ever. Very much appreciated. Put him to work. Call us one 800 Certainly a lot to talk about. Joe Biden's talking about his vice presidential. Oh, uh, I
3: think it's more important that if you, uh, you ain't black. If you vote right. for Trump. Right.
1: <laughs> what a buffoon. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, that I'm replace... glad to hear you
3: use the word buffoon in association with Mr. Biden, because I know. think it certainly fits there, too. Oh, I agree. <laughs> well, why <laughs> is it too late to pick somebody else? Well, I don't know. There was a story the other week. Um, well, what is it? Kamala Harris.
1: One. One of the, Tulsi. Gabbard, it's Tulsi Gabbard is on the Pennsylvania primary ballot. So is
3: um, the other man. Well, I do like this story Liz Peake wrote today that said Biden's latest goof narrows the field of likely contenders. Says Joe Biden's team is reportedly vetting the popular Minnesota senator to be his running mate. Klobuchar standing in her own critical toss-up state and her political compatibility with Biden make her an excellent pick, but her chances have suddenly plummeted. Her problem? She isn't black. A recent op-ed in the Washington Post authored by seven, seven female black activists demanded Biden choose an African-American woman as his running mate. They wrote We resurrected Joe Biden's campaign, and we are here to collect.
1: (laughs) Well, they did
3: it. Was it them? (laughs) Would he blame blame them? Well, no, they're taking the credit credit for for his resurrection, if you will. I wonder Uh, why. I wonder why they didn't pick one of the. Actually, he was doing better when he was keeping his mouth shut and staying home. (laughs) Now that he's out and doing interviews and shows, Uh he's putting his foot right back in his mouth again, where, where it seems to have a permanent home. Does he ever do an appearance
1: where there's no lasting gaffe?
3: Well, he's he usually there must be some
1: uh, you know where he just answers the questions and then it ends without repercussions.
3: Well, I, if you ask him a question that he feels very passionate about, his responses tend to go off the rails. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask him a general question, I think he's probably okay Or challenge
1: him. I think a lot of these yeah, gaps come through challenging. All right, so 1-800-795-9565. That's just one of the topics we have since we last spoke. Uh, Snyder in Montour County got the green light to go green, which is really like a well, flashing. Union
3: didn't. Yeah. And I understand I saw a story that uh, maybe Union is thinking of going green on their own. On have their they own. done that?
1: Not yet, but uh, they could very well do so. They should threaten to do so. It worked for Schuylkill County, so uh, same with Columbia County was uh, ready to go green, and then uh, the president, the president, yeah, the governor, the king, made them uh, His gr- excellency. green <laughs> at the next possible opportunity. All 800 We do have a current email and some current text, but we got a caller waiting, and we are the live telephone talk show, so we go to callers first. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
5: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Um, We've been uh, social isolating down here rather severely due to (laughs) my parents, who are 81 and 85, and they've been in our home. We've been in theirs, and that's it. Until Friday, when I needed to go up for a medical appointment. So was was my first time out extensively since March 12th. And one of my comments is how um, pleased I was and how proud I was of my fellow Snyder Countyans who I encountered when I was out. First of all, in the doctor's office, we do expect it to be, and absolutely uh, you know, everyone's wearing masks. But then I had the opportunity for the first time to go do a little shopping, shows up at Ollie's up at, uh, up at uh, Orchard Hills, and everyone, everyone in there was wearing a mask. Yeah, everyone. everyone in the wow. parking lot was wearing a mask. Uh, then I had, first time I'd been to WISE since, since the sons were doing the shopping and uh, everyone there was doing a mask and pretty much doing the social distancing. And I guess my point is this morning that Snyder County is being rewarded for what we've been doing by we're the first county here in our area, the only one, because all the counties surrounding us are still in the yellow because of what we've done. And I applaud my fellow Snyder County for what we're doing, and I just implore them, implore them to continue when we go into the green So we continue so we don't have to, because it's my understanding that if there's a spike, you will potentially go back to the yellow and what have you and uh, follow what the governor's recommendations are and uh, everyone helping everyone, as Snyder Countyans do, and we'll continue to get through this. And so I just wanted to report what I saw on Friday coming out really for the first time in a couple of months, and I was very happy with what I saw.
1: Well, and we saw a few people socializing over the weekend without masks, and people make a big deal on Facebook. You know, they share a picture of it. Hey, I drove by a picnic, and there's 50 people there without masks, and so they, you know, put that on the social media and so on.
3: It does look different. I was lector at our church on Saturday night, our service, and it looked funny. To Every other pew was empty, and uh, everybody there sitting in masks, and everything was changed to keep people safe. I mean, it was a, a different experience. Homily any shorter? Yes it was good <laughs> everything's perfect now. everything's everything's good
5: but i do need to make additional comment after the positive i have to have you know uh, <laughs> another observation um and, and we brought up certainly this morning about uh uh you know the democratic uh, uh assumed democratic uh, uh nominee mr biden and his gaffe uh but what impressed me about it yes he made a gaffe and it was it was, as oftentimes, and I'll admit, with President Trump taken out of context uh, and appeared, but he was quick to then uh, reverse his course, and then as part of that also showed his public apology for things he's done in the past, okay? Uh, Refresh my memory, Joe. When's the last time you heard President Trump apologize for anything? I think
3: the difference is that Joe Biden makes mistakes. The president says what he says deliberately. (laughs) I think there's a difference there.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, uh, you know, the president, do we assume our president doesn't make mistakes and hence does not have to apologize for anything?
3: No, I just don't think he he cares. So much of an
5: egotistical person that he doesn't, he's above. Apologizing?
3: I don't think he's above it. I just don't think he can. He considers himself as being someone who's firing back at people who have done him wrong. Whether you're right, whether he's right or wrong, I think that's his mindset. I think he would apologize for something if he were sorry, but he isn't
1: sorry, so he's not going to apologize. We got one and call coming in, and uh, Eric, go ahead, Eric. You were going to say something.
5: Just my final comment, and for me. Uh, You know, apology indicates compassion, and I, am sorry. I do not feel President Trump. And I, again, I use the word president. And so many people just say Trump, Trump, Trump. He's our president. He, he is not a compassionate person because compassion, you have to say, say I'm sorry sometimes. And he's not a compassionate person. And really, I want my president to be someone who has more compassion.
3: Well, he loves us. Don't you remember that old song from the seventies? Oh. Love means you never have to say you're sorry.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
3: it. He's in love. All right. Thank you
1: so love much, is Eric.
5: never having to say you're sorry. sorry I think right. that's what. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Gotcha. Thank, thank you, gentlemen. Have a you, great day. Now. You thank too, Eric. you very
1: much, uh, Carl from Mifflinburg, who is a Union County resident. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark.
6: Good morning, everybody i am just absolutely
5: livid that the governor did not make union county green i mean he sits down there in what i call the uh the wolf's den and dictates to us this is ridiculous we have businesses up here that they're just not going to be able to survive and just because we had this little spike i was told and this is i'm not sure if it's 100 true that there was a spike in one of the nursing homes and because of that the entire county has to suffer uh i'm I'm hoping that our county commissioners grow some kahunas and just tell mr wolf where he can go because this is getting ridiculous there are people that they're just not going to survive in business and without small business what do we have
3: you're right. I mean, I agree with you completely, I and, and I think the chairman of your county commissioners uh, has made that quite clear that he thought it was a mistake the governor didn't open up the county, and I couldn't agree with him more. I mean, it's these are rural Pennsylvania counties with responsible people. They know how to take care of themselves, and I think they'll do it. All right. We'll
1: keep talking about hey. this. Thank you, Carl. Check back you. in. Call back if yep. you didn't finish your thought. Yep, absolutely. We'd love to hear more talking about COVID-19 and the uh, gone green counties don't include Union or Northumberland County. So uh, to be continued, they get uh, slapped on the wrist for some sort of an increase in cases. Who knows? And Union County has the hospital with the capacity. Anyway, this is WKOK Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark. On the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do. Do as I've done. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Build your next Ford, Kia, Lincoln uh, or Hyundai at sunburymotors.com. You can do so and they would just love to super serve you in that manner. Our toll free line now open. Call us 1-800- 795-9565. 1-800- 795-9565. We talked to Dr. Carl Jenkins earlier today about uh, safety and some, not discrepancies, but uh, it hasn't been an easy time for any of the medical professionals around here to open on their own if they have freestanding offices because of the lack of PPE and uh, very much changing directions from the state of Pennsylvania. So we talked to him a little bit about uh, the procedures that they are following and what they can and can't do at the moment. And uh, we also talked about Joe Biden. Of course, he's uh, striving hard to make sure that uh, when it comes to buffoonery, he and the president will be on equal footing as we approach the fall election. So we can talk more about that. And one of our good callers was incensed that uh, Union County didn't go green. Fabulous numbers, not quite as good as Union County and not as good as Sullivan County, which has two cases, one of which they said is really an outsider who was so close to Wyoming County, it shouldn't even count. But anyway, (laughs) that cabin, if it had been placed 10 feet to the right, it would have been in Wyoming. County, they would have dodged that bullet. But anyway, so uh, Union County, uh, you know, my Lawrence's worthless view is uh, rightfully upset that they didn't get the chance to go green. I think Northumberland County should be green too, but that's a whole other story. So uh, we invite you to talk about uh, COVID related topics. So please uh, give us your information, your thoughts. We have a couple of texts uh, pending, uh, three, four texts now. So uh, we could talk about those and uh, we can talk about the emails we received. And the calls we're about to receive. So give us a buzz, 1 800 795 9565. You can email
3: us. Thought you were going to pray. For that which we are about to receive, we <laughs> are
1: grateful. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you can email us at on the market at the and you can text us at 70236. We'd love to hear from you in that manner. In the central Susquehanna Valley, there were five new cases reported yesterday, uh, four in Northumberland County. That brings their total to 174. Union County had one new case, bringing their total to 54. There were some increases in some other counties as well in the Valley. You can see the numbers at WKOK.com. Today is the last day to apply for a Pennsylvania spring primary election mail-in or absentee ballot.
7: The big difference, of course, is that you do not have to have a reason. Uh, You can vote by mail-in ballot for any reason at all or no reason for that matter.
1: That is Pennsylvania Department of State Deputy Secretary Jonathan Marks talking about the deadline for the mail-in ballot application or absentee ballots. is Today you'd have to be uh, to the courthouse by close of business if you choose to do so in person, but you do not need to apply for a mail-in ballot in person. You'll hear back from the county within 48 hours, and you'll be able to participate in next uh, Tuesday's Pennsylvania Spring Primary Election uh, via U.S. Mail. He says the state thoroughly thought through Ensuring security, safety, and a lack of fraud with their mail in and absentee uh, ballots in previous years and this year as well. Authorities in western Pennsylvania investigating vandalism of a Pittsburgh War Memorial on the eve of Memorial Day. The statue of the World War One doughboy in the city's Lawrenceville neighborhood was splashed with red paint during the night. The public safety director, Wendell Heisrich, said vandalizing Memorial was wrong on any day but it was incomprehensible on Memorial Day. He vowed that police will vigorously investigate the crime. A police spokeswoman said investigators are reviewing all available video footage from the neighborhood. Uh, She said arrangements are being made to clean the memorial as soon as possible. Many doctors and health offices have moved to a telehealth model, and so the Wise Markets registered dietitians who regularly confer uh, with our customers about uh, sound advice and information about diet, fitness, and exercise. They're doing teleconferences as well. You can do it on an app on your phone, really simple,
2: or your computer, or if you don't have a smartphone or webcam, we can just do a traditional phone call, Um, but it's free right now, and all you have to do is email us if you'd like to sign up, and we will get you matched up with a dietitian.
1: Catherine Long, registered dietitian from Wise Market, says they launched that additional service last month. Finally, U.S. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar has written a memoir. In it, the Democrat who represents Minnesota talks about her journey from a childhood in Somalia to becoming a refugee to becoming elected to U.S. Congress. In one account, she says when she was seven, she beat up a much taller boy after he picked on someone weaker, Omar says, after she took him down, she rubbed his face in the sand to teach him the lesson. The book titled "What This is What... Uh, America looks like my journey from refugee to Congresswoman is being released tomorrow. Did this- you hear
3: that she also says, uh, released a statement saying she believes Tara Reid's claims against Joe Biden and doesn't think that Joe Biden should be the nominee of the Democratic Party?
1: Well, I don't know if I believe Tara Reid or not, but uh, Joe Biden is definitely getting a pass on on that particular accusation. Well, she said
3: justice can be delayed but should never be denied. The freshman progressive squad member had endorsed and campaigned for Biden's rival Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. All right. Well, you and I are the only people who care about Joe Biden at this moment. No, I don't think so. I see a lot of my liberal friends post things like he walks on water. Oh, do they? (laughs) So upset about the president playing golf for the first time in two months, yet Obama, they didn't have any problem with Obama playing golf all the time. But now that it's Trump, oh, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a serious <laughs> All problem.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, let's see, 1-800-795-9565. Read that upper right-hand All corner. All right, to
3: the gentleman who's upset that the governor did not open Union County, I wholeheartedly agree. Businesses need patrons to survive. There were many episodes of flu over the years, and the best way to not be victim is to avoid crowds. I realize this flu is immensely contagious, but, those, uh, but who's to say if it is not about the same as other flus? I would surmise that Governor Wolf depends on suggestions of people in authority when considering opening up. I recall a week or so ago an article in the newspaper whereby the administrator of Evangelical Hospital in Union County warned not to be in a big hurry, to be very, very cautious. Perhaps that is the straw that broke the camel's back in Governor Wolf's decision. Who knows? But, yes, it's unfortunate regardless. All right, Ken, thank you for checking in today. Good morning.
8: Good morning. Uh, Yeah, I was just... uh... I just heard you say that you thought that Northumberland County should have uh, been able to go green. Well, I tell you, I actually charted the uh, the case counts for the counties for the past uh, month since I started charting them. And in the past 14 days, Northumberland County has had 45 cases. So uh, I understand that why the governor there didn't allow it. But what really is troubling me this morning is, I've been in several places in Snyder County that have posted signs now that you're not, you're not required. You're no longer required because you're suggested, but no longer required to wear a mask. And I was in a business on Saturday that I would say there was two people in the place wearing a mask, me and the person behind the counter. And I've been in several other places where there's uh, a lot of people not wearing masks in Snyder County. Uh, all of a sudden, you did have five new cases within a couple of days. So, where where uh,
3: did you see a sign if saying the
8: county starts spiking? Why we we'll back in the red zone?
3: Where did you see a sign that said it's not mandatory? I thought it, it was mandatory to follow the CDC guidelines, which require well, you wearing was, a mask. I,
8: I hate to name a business, but I was in L and L out in uh, outside of Middleburg, and they have a sign up that it is no longer mandatory. It is recommended, but not longer mandatory. Hmm and wow, that's a, I was in uh, at one of the Sunoco stations and the girl behind the counter had hers on and there was five other people in the place that didn't have them on and I actually made the comment out loud that the other people could hear me loud enough that there was five cases in Snyder County in the last couple of days did these people walk around without masks do they want to go back into the red zone and uh, I know that there is put people out there that are just not observing it now.
1: Well, my under, Well, first of all, Snyder County today, at this moment, is still in the yellow. Not, they haven't switched to the green yet. So even if the rules exactly, do change... Exactly.
8: We haven't even gone green yet. Right, and, and it's like people have just presumed that it was all over.
1: Right. But in any event, even even then, you know, it's just sound policy to wear a mask. So many people have it, they don't know it. And so it's just a consideration thing. Whether it's a rule or not, you know, that's another topic. I think businesses in the yellow are supposed to require their customers and certainly their staff to uh, wear a mask. But if just, they don't, that's certainly their prerogative. But um, honestly, it's it's like a consideration thing. Would you hold a door for somebody? Would you wear a mask in, when you're in a setting near other people? You know, I think the answer is yes for a lot of people.
8: And just quickly, Mark, I know I don't have a lot of time. If you could, uh, I, you know, I know I've been calling about this racing situation. Well, the San Grove Speedway is going to go again this coming Friday night, if the weather permits, and there's been at least three other racetracks in Pennsylvania that have raced, and there was one that raced yesterday with a lot of fans, so uh, Fred Keller, uh, I know he comes on the show a lot. I'd like to hear his response, because apparently he is behind Sills Grove Speedway uh, trying to get this race going on Friday night.
1: Okay. All right, we got you. Thank you so much nice, for checking Ken. in. Ken. Glad to hear from you. Uh Bobby D, thanks for checking back in. Good morning. You're on the mark.
9: Yes, uh I'm going to say did everyone enjoy their a uh, few days off around the holiday?
1: Joe did not, but I did.
9: Okay. <laughs> He's anyhow, a curmudgeon. I know what the, Apparently uh,
1: people were on his lawn for a while, so he got Okay, upset.
9: well basically I did a lot of work too here. But anyhow, okay, as far as what wh- which county's green, which county's yellow, which counties whatever, uh We live, like our county lines, I mean, you know, within a few miles, one minute you're in Northumberland County, the next minute you're in Snyder County, and the next minute you're in Union County. So we're, you know, crossing county lines on a daily basis. There's traffic going to and from. And all that. So, what's the difference between, you know, for me going to Lewisburg or me going down to uh, to Coles um, in the in in, in the in the plateau? W- because we're so close and we're so on top of each other.
3: That's not a bad point because I think what we'll see is a lot of people from Union County coming down to Snyder County because Snyder County's open. Same thing from Northumberland County. You're right. right. And if they have somebody has the disease. It doesn't make sense to me. I think the governor's, you know, trying to do the best he can, but I, I don't see that this is a very reasonable thing that's going on. When I leave my house, I'm in Northumberland County, so I'm in the yellow, so I put on my no. mask. And then when I drive when across it, the bridge, right, when I go across <laughs> yeah. the
1: bridge, I'm temporarily in Snyder County so I can take off my <laughs> mask. But then when I come up County Line Road, I'm back in Union County, so I put on the mask. Well, but then the office is in Snyder County. Here's, so here's I,
3: another <laughs> conundrum. I have the, the lady who, who does my hair, cuts my hair. I know, that, I know the joke. I don't have my... Moving on. Right. But she lives in uh, Snyder County, but her business is in Northumberland County. Right. So she can't open up. But yet, I guess right. if she wanted to do people at her home, she could.
9: Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, what's what's with our circle right here, we're in three different counties just like that.
3: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Good point, Bob. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you Bob. So that is, we're going to see a lot of traffic, I suspect, for, you know. If you want to eat out in a restaurant, you can't do it in Northumberland County, but come Friday, sat here in Shemokin Dam or in Sunbury or Sealands Grove in Shemokin Dam, you can. Please tell me, Hosses is going to open. Well, I think I don't know whether they are. I assume they are. I know that I saw that uh, Marzoni's, which had been closed, was going to open. Good. And Skeeters, which had been open and then closed, and now is going to open again. So. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. We'd love you know to hear what f- we should do? What? We should make you have to show that you are actually a Snyder County resident in order to dine in any of those restaurants. <laughs> or get your hair cut. <laughs> right. Don't all you Sunbarians make all your... T- I, I forget I said that. If you say that to the governor, he'll probably say, oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Let's yes. do that. We heard one prominent mayor
1: and individual in charge of global volcanic eruptions saying today, all right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got a call coming in. We'll take a quickie break, so that'll be one person most likely in queue when we return, but we'll take more comers. one 800 we have got to read these uh, texts or we won't be uh, true to form uh, saying that we'll read them, so we'll try to do that as soon as we get back from this message.
4: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Submarine Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth.
1: Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Joe, can you read some of the texts, please? Sure. We haven't gotten to those yet.
3: One of our texters says, Omar will vote for Biden like the good little socialist Democrat she is. We all know that if she doesn't, she ain't black. So says Joe Biden. (laughs) Um, That sums (laughs) up like six controversies all in one. Another texter says, Don't forget, Union County had a reverse spike over the weekend. We magically went from 61 to 54. We test twice as many as Snyder County, and Levine insists upon putting positive antibody tests, those that already had CV in the past with possibly no symptoms, into the count, as well as probable cases. Another uh, text says, If anyone knows how to keep it safe, it's a dentist. This is nothing new for them. Give them the support they need, and let them decide whom they should see and when let them open at their own pace. All right. Uh, let's see. Van, thank you for calling in today. You're
1: on the mark.
10: Good morning, Mark. You said about so many people have this but don't know it. Do these people that are that have it that don't know it do they get sick later on?
1: I don't believe so. But uh, that that seems to be unanswered as to whether once you have it and and recover whether you can get it again. There's been a few cases where people talk about, you know, it pops up in the news that somebody had it and then they got it again. But by and large, it's, it it seems still unanswered.
10: Well, the, the thing that gets me is there's there's so many claims that people have had it, never even knew they had it. But yet this thing is such a horrible thing to get. And it's like, did anyone ever consider that, you know, these tests they're giving aren't really valid tests that they're actually picking up on something else. And there's, there's a doctor that claims that a lot of these tests they're getting these positive tests that people don't show any symptoms at all. It's coming from people that have had in the past, got flu vaccination shots and different things like that, that is picking up on that. And so it's really not that they're positive. So, but another thing, you know, it's, I, I never knew anyone that had the flu and didn't have any symptoms. You know, you have a, a virus how would you not have symptoms along with that?
1: Well, and I think, you know, the tests aren't reliable. That seems to be forgotten. They still say the tests aren't 100% reliable. You know, there's some some of the results are as low as 80% for some of the tests and 90% for others. Well, that's yeah. that's it, a terrible this, accuracy this whole, this rate. Whole
10: thing, this whole thing has been so contradictory from the very beginning. Fauci said early on that wearing a mask would have no effect, wouldn't help you at all. And now... Now we're told to wear them. California, I guess, they have to wear them now in certain areas of California till like July the fourth, which is insane. But on a on a different line, one thing that I said, you know, month and a half ago, what I see coming out of this is going to a, you know, no more money, no more paper money, no more coins, and getting out of that system. And uh, one thing that's interesting, Brian Brooks now is he's going to be taking over the office of the comptroller of the currency. So he's going to be the new COO of that, and this guy comes from a background of uh, cryptocurrency, so it's a digital currency, and he, had, he made the statement that cryptocurrency is the banking for the 21st century, and he, he also made this statement, it's inherently borderless, so a.k.a. global. So we're seeing, just like the Bible predicted, there's going to come a time in the future where we're going to come under a one-world government and a one-world monetary system where you're no longer able to buy or sell unless you have a mark, which is really interesting because God says here in his wisdom, and he, he gives this number out, 666, and it's just really bizarre to me how that number has showed up on so many things. The Microsoft cryptocurrency patent number, the wo 2020 the House Resolution Bill 6666, and even with the distance we're supposed to be apart is six feet. You know, is that just a coincidence, or is, is God trying to wake us up and say, listen, there's something that's about to come into this world that is horrible. And I don't know what you believe about eschatology, but we are living in the end days, and we're seeing a real division among people. And one more thing, and I'll let you go. This this was one of the most bizarre statements I've ever heard in my life. Kathy Pollitt is the lady's name, and she's a left-wing radical, but she made a statement. She said, even if Biden boiled babies and ate them, I would still vote for him.
3: <laughs> that, who that, said
10: that? Katha Pollies
1: K
3: okay.
10: A T H A P O L L I T T. And that statement, you know, it's it's you almost have to laugh because it's like, can you really believe someone said that? And then then when you think about it, it's so horrible. How could someone make a statement like well, that? Well,
1: yeah, it's just a it's, gross statement. But, you know, the people there's people that follow the president like that. You know, it just doesn't matter. You know, the media makes a big deal about he tweets that, you know, so-and-so is a low-life or a skank or Even whatever. Even if Trump
3: did shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square, I'd still vote for him, right, right? That so same mentality. The vote isn't <laughs> yeah.
1: about these people or what they stand for. Like, if you ask a Biden supporter, uh, what's his view on getting the prevailing wage lowered in the U.S.? They'll be like, <laughs> Who knows? You know, and <laughs> Br- Joe Biden probably doesn't have a position on it. He doesn't need it. It's anybody but Trump. You know, they
10: well, just need gonna, to, someone has to remind him what office he's running for because he made a statement a while back. He was running
1: for Senate.
3: Which, <laughs> well, yeah, I would say to... there's a severe lack of situational awareness on the part of Mr. Biden. He's going to have <laughs> well, to come just, up with some policies. yesterday, <laughs> yeah.
1: so that was
3: good. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Van. Really appreciate Fre- the fresh call. Fresh air will do him in. Have a good one. Uh, Take care. Uh, let's see. Upper right-hand corner and then right. Tom. Snyder County is much more rural than Northumberland County, and Union County has huge cities. Or what huge cities does Snyder County have? What huge cities do Union and Northumberland counties have? It's not because they're wearing their masks and doing social distancing.
1: Well Middleburg has 1300 people compared to Lewisburg's 5800. So I don't think Snyder County does have any big cities. North uh, Sunbury is 9400 people. Shamokin is 7000, Sealands Grove, 6000. So Sealands Grove has a big city. 6000 people.
3: Well, it's bigger, bigger than
1: Lewisburg. Yes. All right, 1-800-795-9565. But I think it has to do with your low numbers. And, again, that phrase, I hate to say it, they have room for you at the ICU, so you get to switch to green. <laughs> All right, we got a caller standing by, and then we'll take a break. Tom, you're on the mark. Go right ahead.
11: Yeah, I'm talking about what Joe Biden said. and Maybe he shouldn't have said it, but I actually agree with him on that. But talking about ridiculous tweets over the weekend, did you hear what all the things that Trump said? He said, "Now, there was this happened years ago when Joe Scarborough was a senator,
3: congressman. He, he, had, he was he a congressman
11: intern or something working for him and she had a heart condition and she was in the office all by herself and I guess she fell, she had a heart attack or something, fell over and hit her head. They found her dead in the office the next day." And this is, this is old news, but uh, Trump tweeted over the weekend that when are they going to open the cold case of Psycho Joe Scarborough? <laughs> he was supposedly murdered. He supposedly was having an affair with this girl, and uh, he murdered her. This is, this is Trump's tweets that he was over, tweeting over the weekend. Now, you want to talk about ridiculous. Now, the guy, the girl's husband is trying to get Trump's road off of Twitter for for putting this stuff up there. Now this is this is ridiculous. This is this is the president of the United States tweeting stuff like this that isn't even true.
3: Actually that was a retweet, wasn't it? It wasn't a tweet that he originated. It was one from someone else no, that he reposted. No, it was reposted. a new
11: tweet. They were new tweets. He put three of them up.
3: I I heard they were retweets, but I, I'm not certain, so you may be right.
11: But anyway, that's ridiculous. And then he he, he called uh, Nancy Pelosi polygrip, and he he said something about she ought to paint some more Fake eyebrows on. She don't have enough fake
1: eyebrows. She he said that. Well, <laughs> but you know this is this is him. No, I mean, you know. <laughs> he's just he's an unfiltered guy. He's you know he's he's the crassest
3: guy that you see at the party. That's blurting out stuff even before they're drunk. Have you heard what Joe Bo- uh, Joe uh, Scarborough said about him? And you don't seem outraged about that. Well, I don't think Scarborough's the saying? leader
1: of the free world.
3: So. Well, no, but I mean, he's come on the program and c- accused him, said there's blood on his hands from this, and even even Cuomo admits that they they made mistakes, they, that everybody was wrong on what they were estimating the virus would do, but yet Scarborough's saying the president has blood in his hands. Yeah, Tom, what about?
11: <laughs> well, you know, Trump, Trump's uh, inaction. I mean, he, there is a lot of going to be probably two three times more people dead because of his inaction than what there would have been if he would have done what all his uh, people told him to do. And the guy that he fired, what was that guy that he just fired, the guy that was in charge of things? Inspector
3: General. And what about what, you there, know.
11: There's so many of them you can't even keep track of them, but he fired the guy because the guy wouldn't. The guy wouldn't push uh, a hydroxychloroquine. And yet Joe he,
3: Biden called him. He, uh,
11: he, uh, put, he told Trump about he better do something about this pandemic a long time ago, and Trump ignored him. And, and Joe that, that, Joe Biden, the the guy got
3: canned. Joe Biden said he was xenophobic for putting a travel ban on the Chinese. No, he did. Yes, say he did. That. That's he's, not true. That is true. That's not oh, true. That's a Fox myth. No, I, I saw, saw the quote. But
11: this guy, people, people better wise up. This guy's no good. They This guy, they got to get rid of this guy. He's, he's no good. He's been a crook his whole life. I mean, Trump University, he robbed his own, he robbed his own uh, foundation. (laughs) <laughs> who wants a guy like that as president? Why isn't he, he in jail? He if he's, says if he's, on tweets?
1: Well, isn't that the heart of the matter? See, that's who wants a guy like that as president. People who don't want any Democratic ideals, don't want any uh, change in the way things are, you know, the way the government is set up. They don't want any change in the parties. They don't want any change in health care. They don't want any change in, the you know, our business models and, you know, talking tough with China. And they don't want any, and they don't want a Democrat because, of course, Fox has taught them to say that Democrats, or socialists so no matter what they want president trump and we're going this is going to be a cycle up until the election is can you believe the president said this and well, then it will be followed by can you believe joe it, biden said this it doesn't matter none of that any boiling babies or anything else none of that's going to change a single were, vote on the if you either were to side.
3: change if you were to draw a parallel between president trump and any other president who would you draw that parallel with Harry Truman
11: I couldn't even Harry, Harry Truman I don't know anybody that was that crazy
3: Harry Truman he spoke uh, he I don't, spoke I don't bluntly. Think
11: Harry was even anything, even. He spoke bluntly. To that.
3: He spoke bluntly. He acted on his beliefs, Harry well, Truman. I mean, he, he Harry Truman
11: even close
1: to this guy. A big name
3: caller too. Yeah, he, he threatened when somebody made fun remar- let, let me as let as me comment on this. Things? Somebody made fun of his wife his daughter singing Donald, and he threatened Donald to punch Trump, them. <laughs> Donald oh.
11: Trump says 10 stupid things for every one that Joe Biden says. At least 10. <laughs>
3: Well, again, I say that J- the President Trump says them deliberately. Joe Biden just doesn't know what he's saying.
11: Well, that that's true.
3: <laughs> so if you don't uh, like I what mean, the president guy, says deliberately, guy, don't vote for him. get
11: rid of this guy. This guy is hes destroying this country.
1: I think it's going to happen. I think you're going to be right, The national
11: debt is, uh, is out of hand. And oh, that's his fault. Yeah, yeah we need to get free, some, you, get I some I really Democrats in there. I don't think he wants
3: straight oh, deals. I don't he wants
11: to keep people out of this country either because... He's got 'em. Tom, who is it just came to, up with a four trillion dollar working for him that illegal. Tom, who so is it that to Tom,
3: them? who is it that just came up with a four trillion dollar spending plan they're trying to get past? It wasn't President Trump. <laughs> well Go they ahead. need
11: it. They, they, <laughs> they need they really it. Really Oh, okay, they need it. Right. But, the it rich people, but it will be his if fault. If it and lowered their taxes, we wouldn't be the, in the shape But else. it will
3: be his fault if the deficit goes up as the result of it. I got you. Wait, we got to hit the roadie <laughs> Yes,
11: you, you blamed Obama when the deficit went up, when he took over the economy. And, you know, and I blamed the president so, for some well, of Obama it. Obama
3: put $10,000 on the, the yeah, $10,000. $10 trillion. Dollars. $10 trillion. All
1: right, thank you so much, Tom. We really appreciate the yeah, call. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for being you. Appreciate that. On the Mark Spot sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Guess what? It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. they got two locations, 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can find out lots and lots and lots more about them at sunburymotors.com. Do visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory online. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. They invite you to do, do what I've done. Go to the web, sunburymotors.com, check out their online specials, and if, uh, believe it or don't, they don't have a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln that already fits your perfect specifications, then you can build a Ford, build a Hyundai, build a Kia, or build a Lincoln to your precise specifications, and they'll hook you up. Uh, they will make sure that folks uh, like uh, Jason, Jeff, Ernie, uh, Austin, and Kyle will be fabulously connected on the other end of the line there, and they'll make sure that your online purchase goes smoothly. Then you come down, and they drop off a sanitized car that is ready to go, and you just can't uh, beat it. Going to the Sunbury Motor Company shopping online, it's an opportunity for you to stay safe and enjoy. Tremendous value, top dollar for your trade-in, and you don't have to see anybody in person. It's all done online in the yellow zones of uh, Pennsylvania. So do enjoy the Sunbury Motor Company, and soon the Kia dealership is going to be in the green zone, so you'll be able to browse with a socially distanced salesperson that's telling you good information you need to know, and that'll be Uh, Ernie and Austin's uh, job over there. They'll take good care of you at the Sunbury Motor Company.
4: When it comes to car buying there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motor's way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth.
1: Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Marco.
3: We had Tom on the line earlier, and that always prompts a good response. Well, Go this is actually E.B. was ahead of Tom, but we didn't get to him earlier. He said, over the weekend, dear leader Trump mocked veteran Connor Lamb, and on Memorial Day, no less, played golf while the death toll from COVID-19 approaches 100,000 Americans, despite having often been critical of Obama's golf outings, repeatedly spread a long-disproven conspiracy theory that morning Joe host Sco- Joe Scarborough murdered a woman, dragging her family through the mud in the process and retweeted the Twitter account of a known neo-Nazi, including one tweet that called Hillary Clinton a skank. Clearly, Trump is mentally ill and getting worse. I'm not sure what's scarier, that his mental capacity is rapidly declining or that conservatives will continue to make lame excuses for such unconscionable behavior. At this point, it's not even about politics. It's about Trump supporters being terrible people for continuing to prop this lunatic up.
1: Well, they just don't want a Democrat. It doesn't have anything to do with Trump. He could boil babies. <laughs> they're still going to they are still gonna <laughs> eat vote them. for him.
3: No, that's Biden. Biden could boil babies oh, okay. and eat well, them. I, I, I hadn't heard that. And one. then uh, one of our responders to Tom says, Tom, you have your tinfoil hat on again. Are the aliens speaking to you? POTUS has been uh, listening, but the experts are listening to the experts. And what do we have now? Record destruction of the economy, record unemployment numbers. Gee, Tom, that's what the experts have given us. And then let's talk about these Democrat governors violating constitutional rights. Come on, Tom.
1: All right, which is a perfect lead-up to Dan. Good morning, hey. sir. You're on the mark. Hey,
7: good morning, fellas. Well, first of all, Mark, you know, I I believe the Democratic Party was headed towards, so, parts of it, were heading towards socialism long, many years before Fox News ever was on the scene even before there was a a Rush Limbaugh, I believe they were elements of it were heading towards socialism and now we can see it more and more the far left, which you have some callers call in here, they're the far left of the Democratic Party, which they love socialism and that's the part that we knew were there, but they weren't as outspoken for many years. And we, I know people complain a lot about Trump, but what's reassuring is like I, Joe says, he tells what he truly thinks about the situation. It's not politically. Uh, souped up to make it to be politically correct. He tells it like he sees it. And that's refreshing for a lot of us because most of the presidents make thing made things sound different from the way they really felt. Trump pretty much tells it like he sees it And that's refreshing for most of us. That's why we voted for Trump, you know, because we could see difference. We could see someone that wasn't in the political establishment. And we, after these over three years, we can see how the political establishment keeps trying to kill Trump.
3: But, uh, but but for, for a minute, Dan, couldn't he make his points without being so nasty and so demeaning to other people? Does well, he have to choose the words not what he chooses? No,
1: he's he's being transparent. What he's thinking, he's not thinking. Well, I might oh, think a, I Clinton might think a, a good candidate. She tried hard, but you no, know,
3: he thinks she's a skank. That's well, his. Well, I might think that of her, but I would never say that of her.
7: No, boy, that's gross. Now here, that you even don't, on though. your program, Mark and Joe, I dearly love it and I'm not complaining, I, I love it, but I could come on here and I could call Trump everything under the sun. No matter what I called him, you, guys, you gentlemen would laugh about it and appreciate it. But if I would come on and say anything negative about Rachel Levine, you would cut me off the air so fast. <laughs> that is not this, true.
3: Well, what, do what do you want to say? What do you want to say about what, her? What, yeah, what do you want to say about her? What do you want to say? You think
7: of, how's that fair?
3: What do you want to say about her? We don't know what you know. If you say something that's fair and it's a, and a good criticism, you wouldn't be cut off.
7: I have nothing. I have nothing to say. But what 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 happens? I, in the last couple weeks, people made statements. About Rachel Levine, and they were cut off the air immediately before they got their statement oh, okay. made. I don't He's... care what it was. I'm not saying that. I'm using comparison to Trump. I could come on here, and if I'd be against Trump, I could say anything I wanted. I could call him any name in the book, and you, you would never cut me off for that.
1: Well, there's a difference, Dan. here, Here it is. If you want to say nasty things about Joe Biden, you know, call him a communist or socialist or, you know, all kinds of nasty names, that's going to be fine. And if you're going to call Uh, the president uh, or, you know, use descriptive adjectives like he does. That's that's fine. You know, that's part of our political discourse here. But we're not going to let you call in here and call an African-American the N-word. We're not going to let you say hate terms about uh, an individual who's transgender either. So we don't allow any hate speech from anybody, toward anybody. If you find uh, Dr. Carson, you know, if you want to, say, call him the N-word, we're not going to allow that. He's a Republican, or if you find a black leader and you're going to call him the N-word, we don't allow it. So there's no hate speech well, allowed how, how do you K-O-K. determine
3: what's hate, what is hate speech? If I question... I think we
1: probably just stand by the, the federal guidelines. I don't right, really well use a lot Well, let's say, you know, there's a lot of
3: talk about science deniers, you know, and, and we follow the science, follow the science. But what would the science indicate about Dr. Levine? Well, I
1: I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but it doesn't really matter. Well, if you ran
3: a DNA test, what would it say? I don't know. Is, is, is that is that hate speech? I, I'm
1: just asking, is that hate speech? That's, that's not an accurate what about. You're the king
3: of what abouts. <laughs> okay. How about what about this? What about the fact that she's a human being that was well, She not... made a choice, and she deserves to be respected for that choice, and I would not insult her, but I think there are other people who consider that unusual and worthy of comment. Well, that is fine. You
1: could definitely think that it's unusual. It certainly isn't the path that men, most people choose, but we don't allow hate speech, that's all. So, But, but we can keep on discussing this. <laughs> if you want to, we certainly are allowed to talk about it as about much hate. as we you want. We can talk about hate speech, right. but we can't actually Just do can't any of it. it. Okay. But anyway, Dan, go ahead and wrap up, and we'll take our <laughs> quickie break. One thing
7: uh, that's never mentioned, I'll say this about Rachel Levine. Her specialty isn't infections. That's not her specialty at all. What is she, that's, a psychiatrist? No, no
3: she's a uh, pediatrician. Yeah, Didn't right. she teach and psychiatry dictating, also?
7: Right? She's dictating what the rest of us should be doing. What makes her in that position that, and the governor too, that she knows better what's for New Berlin than we do living here when we haven't had one case
1: well, I gotta go. We have well, to go, has, Dan. But let hasn't me
3: specifically, she isn't specifically yeah. come after New Berlin. I mean, Doctor Levine is a qualified yeah. clinician, and yeah. her opinion is a valid one with respect that's to what what health wise we should be doing. We got to
1: take the in next my, call.
7: In my book, I live here. She come after me.
1: All right. Thank okay. you so much, Dan. But see, that's the that's the way it is for everything. You know, like everybody on uh, Baldwin Boulevard in. Uh, Shemokin Dam doesn't know everything about how to properly interact with a sewer authority, but you elect people to lead, and that's what you did with the governor. People elected him to lead, and so he does a leadership role. So you don't have to know everything about state government. Here's the point I was
3: making. I don't think Dr. Levine's sexual proclivity or orientation has anything to do with whether or not she's a qualified physician. She is. And she was appointed by the governor to be the secretary of health. And she is acting, as I think, responsibly and capably in that capacity. Do I always agree with her? No. Do I think her best interests or she has the best interests of the people of Pennsylvania at heart? I do. Do I think that what she has become, her transition, has anything to do with her ability? I do not. One 9565 We may have the hour set. We got callers
1: and emails standing by, so we'll take the quickie break. Uh, good news from the newsroom: Dow Industrial Industrial Average up nearly six hundred points in the early going today. That's up about two point three percent on the heels of its three point three percent gain last week. So there's some good news. All right, one eight hundred seven nine. Oops, scratch the phone number. We're, the show is locked in. We know what's going to well, happen for the closing moments. Minutes. We'll be right back
2: All
4: right, let's stick
1: with the topic we're on, if we could. Um, Al, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Thanks for calling. We do have some emails on other topics. We'll read those in a moment.
6: Okay, well, thank you. Uh, I didn't call for a while because I, I, you know, was trying to get a point across still in, on the facts of life uh, a few weeks ago, and, then, and I guess it was a new low point. But lately on the news, our governor and uh, Levine have made it on national news on their very, very poor decision to go ahead and accept people back into nursing homes. And the same with the governor of New York, and they try and blame it on the CDC uh, guidelines, but the guidelines specifically said that only if you have a place to isolate them and if you have the proper way to take care of them, you could bring them back into uh, nursing homes as long as they could be separated from the rest of the people. And I believe that, you know, the nursing homes and what I've been saying from the beginning is protect the vulnerable and the old. And, and I believe they both of them failed on that.
1: How many people were infected by people like you have a nursing home where there's no COVID-19 and then you take somebody in there who does have it, who was, you know, getting out of the hospital. How many people were infected?
6: Well, and, they say uh, uh, two-thirds of our uh, cases were in nursing homes.
1: Yeah, but no, I, I, I got that. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, but what is the percentage? How many and people?
6: Then another percentage was uh, old people.
1: Right, I got so, you. We have no no argument there. That is a very accurate recitation of what's happening. But my question for you is, since you, this seems to be a, a topic of a lot of concern, and wisely so, if you have somebody with COVID-19, and you put them in a nursing well, home. Well, I'm not sure the
6: number, but aren't we saying if there's one, it's one too many?
1: I don't know. I, is, I mean,
6: is it they, one? Also, I'm getting the point across is that they made a big mistake by going ahead and putting people back in, with the vulnerable that are still active with the virus.
1: Okay, so let's let's use your one standard. Who was that one? Where did that happen?
6: Uh, I don't have that because they don't make it known. They, they're keeping it from us. But Those yet, facts are being kept from us. I have a mother in a nursing home, and they won't even tell me if there's a case in that nursing home.
1: Well, you can get that from the state. That they will tell you. Individual nursing yep. homes—they'll tell you. Oh, yeah, all that new—all that data's out No Well, now.
6: the individual nursing homes will not tell you if they have a. Case. Well,
1: yeah, the nursing home may not. Well, they're a commercial operation. They—they they decide what you know what they want to release. But the state has—if it's a licensed nursing home, the state's released the cases that they have for those. And I could answer
6: that question if I—if I would know. I mean, if the ones I check on, because I have, you know, a few people in nursing homes that I go say hello to through the window. Um, and right. i would know
1: I'm, I'm, a, I'm a through the screen door guy myself, so.
6: Well, <laughs> no, we can't do that because that's not the. Uh, you don't have this solid glass in between,
1: yeah. Right, I know, but it's you got to know. You got to know where the wind is, though. <laughs> but anyway, Al. Okay, well, I understand you know, look what at, you're saying. But look this at the, nursing home thing is a big deal, and I, I, I'm certainly not dismissing what you say, Al. But nobody knows the key question, and that's how many people were infected by somebody taken back into a nursing home. It's. It is more than it's one. We know right that's move. certainly true. But I'm look, just,
6: at, l- I'm just putting, putting out. It's not the right move to go ahead and do that. Mm. I well, mean, it's contradictory to. Protect the older, and the vulnerable if you put somebody in there that may be infected.
3: Everybody has, everybody, Al, everybody has made decisions here that are subject to second guessing. For example, they spent $21 million to turn the Javits Center into a hospital that has to be dismantled because nobody used it. They sent the hospital ship up at great taxpayer expense to New York. They even allowed COVID patients to be in it and then they sent it back home because it wasn't being used. I mean, everybody here, I'm inclined to cut everybody's some slack. Yes, they probably well, in the New governor York,
6: in New York, they could have used the ship or the covid for
1: the old people
3: instead of no, sending good. them back, back to, to nursing homes. homes. All right. <laughs>
1: Thank you Al. To be yep. continued. Yeah, there's a lot more to say about nursing homes. Yep. If anybody's going to get second guessed it's uh, everybody that's associated with that industry.
3: Well, they say the president's blood in his hands, the governor must too. All right. <laughs> on that happy note, we move on to The Dan Patrick Show, a new episode of The Dan Patrick Show. We had
1: best of yesterday, new one today. This is WKOK Sunbury.